Hey everyone, welcome to the NYC Godcast, where we offer wacky wisdom weekly from God's Word. Today, we wrap up our series on audacity uh, with a true story about the hide that moved heaven. So, stay tuned. Well, this month uh, has really been challenging uh, personally for me. Um, I think, you know, as we've said week after week, uh, it's easy to become complacent and comfortable uh, when it comes to our prayer life, you know, asking little and expecting less. Mm -hmm. But biblically, what we're finding is that uh, that was never God's intent for our prayer life at all. Uh, all throughout scripture, we find a God who is eager and willing to meet our needs and to answer our prayers. Uh, we find verse after verse that exhorts us uh, just to ask and uh, keep asking, right? And so uh, the reason is that our God can give us anything um, that we ask, uh, but in our limited life, we pray pitifully, mm -hmm. right? And so the truth is, we will never see the kingdom of God, uh, the kingdom of God come to this earth until we're willing to pray like heaven. Yeah. Okay, let me let me say that again because I didn't hear myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we will never see. So we know that that Christ tells us to pray in this way. Yeah. Uh, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We will never see his will come to earth until we're willing to pray like heaven. We'll never see mighty movements of the maker until we get serious about seeking him in sincerity and prayer. And so I want to go look at Luke uh, chapter 11, verses 5 through 10. Now, this is the... Uh, same scripture I used in the first episode of this series, but in a different gospel, so different packaging. And I think there's actually something even more here for us. So this is what the Bible says. And he said unto them, which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine is on his journey is come to me and I have nothing to say before him. And he said within shall answer and say, trouble me not. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto thee, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend. Yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be open. So here Jesus is giving this parable, right? This is a hypothetical uh, perception on prayer is what Jesus is offering here. And so Jesus tells us about this man who at midnight knocks on his neighbor's door. Yet notice in this parable that the man is not asking for himself. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think that this whole month, like we've been very inward focused yep. and like yes. there is like it, we are to pray for our needs. Like mm -hmm. we are to pray there. God wants us to ask of him. That's not what I'm saying. But notice in this parable, Jesus is giving this parable on prayer. Right. And yet the man's not asking for himself. Jesus says that this man is asking for bread at midnight, which I love because I love bread. Good That's midnight. Like midnight. But, I love, <laughs> but if, if you make me some bread at midnight, I will wake up. No, like, I love bread. Maybe I will. Uh, so this man knocks on his neighbor's door at midnight, asks for bread. But the reason is that he has this friend who's coming and he has nothing to give him. Right. So he's praying on behalf of someone else. Um, and so this man has a friend in need. And so this man goes to the only person who can provide for that need and asks of him to help. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the first response of this desperate man. So this man knocks, op the neighbor opens the door. This man is a neighbor. Right. And the answer he hears is no. Mm. 
And so it's midnight. The kids are in bed. I'm sorry. I just can't help you. Right. That's what this man behind the door answers to. Well, it, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> he says, I won't. There's I a won't. Difference yeah, I won't. Okay, and no. yeah. But but so as we've discussed all month, how often uh, is that where we end our prayers? Mm-hmm. Like we get the initial no or won't. And we just stop there and stop mm-hmm. asking like God has answered. And a seeming no puts an end to our asking more often than not. Mm-hmm. And yet Jesus says here, this is what really convicted me of this story. Jesus says here that because of this man's importunity, I do you like that word? It's good. It's something. It's <laughs> it something. Is, I don't think I could spell it on my own. <laughs> I don't think you could either. Uh, Jesus says because of this man's importunity, because of his shameless persistence is what the word means. This is the only time it's in the Bible. Uh, because of his shameless persistence, the one who could help got out of bed and provided for what was asked. Right. And so Jesus ends this parable by asking us, or by reminding us rather, ask and it shall be given, knock and he shall be opened. Everyone who asks receives and he that knocks finds, Mm -hmm. right? And so you get this picture that Jesus has what we need. He is able, but he's expecting us to ask and ask and keep asking Mm -hmm. in shameless persistence. And if we are willing to commit to asking and shameless persistence, then he will answer. Like that's literally, that's this parable in a nutshell. That's what the scripture is saying here. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we want to believe Jesus, right? We really do. Yet truth be told, how many of us have experienced receiving when we ask, right? How often do we ask and we just, we get nothing out of that. Like it's just a closed door and that's the answer. How many uh, doors uh, have we knocked on and we never see them opened? Our experience, uh, if we were truthful, seems to contradict the very thing, the very principle that Jesus is teaching in this pro- in this in this parable mm-hmm. here. Uh, and yet, what I would like to propose today is that our prayers lack answers because we are unwilling to pray or we're unwilling to pay the price of prayer. Mm-hmm. That's the reason he doesn't answer is because we're not willing to pay the price. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this man, he had to endure a rejection. He had to keep asking, keep knocking, keep seeking, keep crying out to the one who could help before this friend would ever answer him. This man had to demonstrate a shameless persistence that says, I will not stop asking until you answer. I will not leave until you provide what I'm praying for. Mm-hmm. The Bible doesn't say this, but I just kind of reading between this and studying this out, we could easily see this man knocking into the wee hours of the morning, mm-hmm. pleading into the wee hours of the morning until he has bloody knuckles from knocking so much. Why? Because Jesus says he had a shameless persistence. He wouldn't let it go until the one who could help would help. And so we know that the shameless persistence pays off and eventually uh, his buddy provides bread for him. Mm-hmm. And so could it be that we have not because we ask not? Mm-hmm. Could it be that our prayers are passive and puny because we are unwilling to pay the price of persistent prayer? Mm-hmm. So all of that being said, I'd like to share with us a little bit of a historical story. Rachel did this for us with Di- Di- Darlene, Darlene Diabler. I always want to say Diane. Darlene Diabler. Uh, uh, I want to share another true story with us from the 1900s of a very legendary man named John Hyde. Uh, John began his life as a normal everyday believer like me and you. That is until John learned the principle of praying persistently. Over time, this man became known as the Praying Hyde. That's literally what he's gone down in history as, is the Praying Hyde, which that is a great name. That's a great name right there. The story goes on that John gained the heart of heaven and he became so passionate about the lost that he was willing to pray for days and nights on end on behalf of sinners that surrounded him. Eventually, John 
prayed passionately, persistently, as he asked God to let him see one soul saved every single day. That's a pretty audacious ask. Like, yeah. that's a pretty bold ask. Mm -hmm. God, let me see one soul saved. And, like, you realize when you're asking this, like, you're kind of putting your neck on the line, mm -hmm. but you're also putting his neck on the line. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And, like, to, like, a lot of us, I think, have, like, I don't want to say test God, but, like, we've we've mm -hmm. tested God yep. with our prayers. Like, all right, God. Yeah. But yet, what I want us to grasp through this is that once John said it, he had to be persistent in paying the price of prayer mm -hmm. to see it come to pass, right? Mm -hmm. So the story goes that, um, sure enough, through his persistent praying, through the most unlikely of circumstances, the stories go on and on and on at the very last second before the clock strikes midnight mm -hmm. and it's the next day, a soul would be saved every single day in John Hyde's life. Well, just like the parable, John learned the passion of praying on behalf of another. And so John Hyde asked, he knocked, and he received an answer from heaven simply because he was willing to persist in prayer. Mm -hmm. That was that would be a really amazing story if we stopped there and we're like, mm -hmm. wow, praying Hyde applause. Like that's mm -hmm. impressive, right? And yet John praying Hyde was not satisfied. That dreamed. That was that was great. Someone tell Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Soon, John Hyde began to pray, not for one, mm -hmm. but God, would you allow me to see two, and then three, and then four souls saved every day. John Hyde prayed persistently until God answered that prayer. And so um, there were just countless hours spent in laborious prayer pleading uh, on behalf of the lost. And so sure enough, every single day, his asking and his knocking paid off as John Hyde witnessed four souls come mm -hmm. to Christ every single day. Can we even imagine how, right. like that, that's, yeah. that's so, so unbelievable. And so we could stop right here and, and cheer and we could challenge everybody. Yes, pray, believe, and you can see it happen. Mm -hmm. And we could conclude the podcast and walk away and... Eat food? Eat food more than likely. Yeah. <laughs> but this is what I want us to grasp is that that wasn't the end of John Hyde's story. Because of his persistent prayers, this man willingly uh, asked and kept asking, knocked and kept knocking. And because he did so, his persistent prayers came with a steep price. Mm. At a very young age of 46 years old, John Hyde was told by his physician that he would not survive if he continued to place his body under such strain and stress. Prayer? Yeah. Well, the, the doctor didn't actually say that. The doctor didn't know what this strain or stress was. John Hyde knew what it was. Okay. But his doctor's just like, like, I see your body. I see what it's going through. You are under such a tremendous stress and strain mm -hmm. that if you don't stop whatever that is causing that, you will die. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, it was said that the doctor literally concluded that John Hyde's heart physically shifted from the left side to the right side of his chest mm. due to such extreme stress and strain. Now, there's lots of debates on whether that's physically possible or not. doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a great story. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the point is this, like, can you imagine, like, even, even the fact that a doctor concluded that, whether yeah. that was founded or not, yeah. the fact that that was the conclusion of a physician at that time tells you, like, that's the significant stress mm -hmm. he went through mm -hmm. in prayer. Um, and so this man, knowing this was true, still was unwilling to relent. And, and in doing so, he was willing to lay down his life for the kingdom of God. John Hyde literally died. He 
died ushering to earth the will of heaven. Mm. John Hyde literally prayed himself to death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like literally that's yep. his story. Wow. That's amazing. Yep. I love that. Yeah. Uh, but how many of us are willing to sign up? Like, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Like that's literally, he knew the price and yet he was willing to do what it took. Yeah. Uh, that convicts me so much. Like I'm actually reading his story right now. Um, and, and that just convicts me so much that a man is willing to do that. Um, the Bible tells us that it is God's will that none should perish, right? Mm-hmm. We know that none should perish. All men should be brought to repentance. Yep. We know this. In other words, it's God's will for people to be saved, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We believe God wants people to be saved. It's often been said that prayer is not getting man's will into heaven, but prayer is getting heaven's will into mm-hmm. man. Like that's what prayer is supposed to be. And so we know that Jesus taught the disciples how to pray. He said, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, when Jesus prays in the garden, he prayed, not my will, but thine be done. This is what I want us to grasp, and this is what convicts me. Mm -hmm. When John Hyde prayed for one and two and three and four people to be saved every day, what he was actually doing was he was praying for God's will and heaven to be brought to earth by Mm -hmm. man. Right? We know God wants this to happen, but God is looking for someone willing to pray for that to happen Mm -hmm. and to pay the price of prayer for that to happen. And so the thing is, God has a will in heaven, and he's waiting. He's so desirous for someone to pray persistently to bring his will to earth as it is in heaven. Uh, Truth be told, the story of John Hyde sounds a lot like a faith-filled fairy tale. Mm -hmm. I think that in modern-day Christianity, we've Mm -hmm. convinced ourselves, like, that kind of stuff doesn't happen. Like, that's not real. That didn't, that can't. But could could that really take place today in 2023? Mm -hmm. No one could really live like that. Could they? No one could really be that passionate in their prayer. Could they? Everyone wants to see souls saved. Everyone wants to be able to get a hold of of heaven. Everyone wants to uh, have their prayers answered. Yet how few are willing to pay the price of Mm -hmm. prayer? The Bible does not stutter. Jesus does not stutter in this this parable. If we ask it, he shall give it. Yet are we willing to pay the persistent price of prayer? Um, The thing is, as I'm reading this book, there were so many people that surrounded John Hyde who were just like us, like, oh, no one's that serious about it. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's that sold out. No, that's yeah. just stuff that myth. And then this man steps on the scene and raises his hand and says, God, I will go. Mm-hmm. I will be the one who prays and pays the price uh, to see your will brought to earth. And I don't know. That really convicted me. You will have nothing to say. Well, I was going to say, like, the it's the follow-up, too. Like, it's yeah. the – so it's not just, like, the prayer itself, but he's seen them safe. He has to be the person to be able to – do that work to find it's not like people are just like you have to put in some type of work in that right. do you know mm-hmm. what i mean so it's not just like people are lining up like hey i want to get saved can yeah. you just do that so like there was a reaching out to people there was a ministry in that besides just the prayer yeah. and so it's work on the prayer end but it's also you have to be willing to do the work the footwork beyond the prayer room mm-hmm. you know what i mean but, and how many of us are willing to do the first part? We're willing to do the labor, yeah. but not the prayer to back yes. the labor. And I yeah. guess one of the things that really has just been resonating on my mind lately is that there's a very real price to ministry that is not powered by prayer. Mm-hmm. And how many of us are willing, especially at our church, as much ministry as we do, how many of us are willing to make ministry happen, period, regardless, yeah. no matter what it takes, with or without God? Yeah, That should scare us that yeah. we can be Christians, we can do ministry on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, how many of us are willing to be persistent in prayer, to be um, 
passionate enough in prayer mm-hmm. and to pay the price of prayer, right? I mean, he he would give he would he would miss meals, he would miss mm-hmm. events, he would actually miss church to yep. pray. I don't know how we feel about that. Yeah, like no. all these things in this book, like he is just giving his all to prayer to the point that his heart shifts. Mm-hmm. Like that's great. That is legendary. Stuff. <laughs> is that not like the whole point? Shouldn't your heart shift? Shift. Yes. 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 Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's taking him a minute. I guess it's, me, it's got the loading. Circle. When I look at this story and like. um Ministering to just one person mm-hmm. and like in my limited mind, okay, is this like I have to spoon feed you mm-hmm. a little bit at a time. You know what I mean? Because you, you're you not ready. Like on day one, you may not be ready for me to say you're nothing without God. You know what I mean? Like that could be an instant turn off to someone. Okay. So you have to like build up to that. Okay. So in my mind, so yes, you can be ministering to four different people at the same time. Mm-hmm. You, you may talk to each of them every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But do you get them from point zero mm-hmm. to the finish line yeah. in one day? Like, like that to me is just like mind-blowing mm-hmm. that you can start at ground zero mm-hmm. with someone and get them to be saved mm-hmm. in the same day. That would take like... I don't know, hours spending with one person because, like I said, you you just can't slap them in the head mm-hmm. with the, you know what I mean? Like, you kind of have to slowly feed them. So, I mean, I was kind of thinking commitment. Kind of like, I was thinking of George Mueller, um, who we, I think we've talked about before. I'm sure mm-hmm. you have at some point. Uh, He's a guy. I don't know if you're allowed to talk about uh, legendary men of the <laughs> days past. She only likes old dead ladies. But George Miller is a great example. But I was thinking of, of his risk. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really the component I want to drive home as we wrap up Audacity is that there is risk involved mm-hmm. in godly prayer. Yeah. And so if we're not risking, we're not praying the will of heaven. I was listening to Nathan this week and he said something along the lines of one of the ways you know you're in God's will is when you're doing – when you're um, – Per- pursuing something you know that's not possible. Yeah. If you're yeah. pursuing something that's possible, it's probably not God's will because he wouldn't ask you to do something you could do. Yeah. And so that George Mueller uh, has an orphanage, hundreds, thousands, however many kids there were, mm-hmm. wouldn't ask a single person for a dime. Yep. And so they'd all sit down at the dinner table, have nothing to eat, and next thing you know, the milk truck breaks down and well, brings would, it to the door. They would say the, thanks the, for the food they didn't yeah, have. Yeah, they would pray at Thanksgiving for the food that they don't have. Uh, suddenly a herd of ducks would lay eggs in their in the yard and they'd be provided for breakfast like story after story like this but why did like we were the like legendary like love it so much and yet the reason is that George Mueller was willing to risk um, but then be persistent and seeing that risk brought to earth and I think a lot of us like we believe like we read all these verses about faith and we're like just have to believe hard enough and yes you do but what what, what we've been learning around here in, in Sunday school specifically is that Faith is acting upon what you believe. And so, yes, you have to have that belief. But if you're not acting upon Mm -hmm. what you believe, it's just belief. And so in that persistent praying, that that paying the price of prayer, that uh, putting that risk out, that is the faith component. That's the acting upon what you believe. And so that's what I feel like we're missing in our prayer life. We're missing that faith, that acting upon, that risking. Mm -hmm. Like I have have committed that God will save four souls every day and I'm going to pray the price. Mm -hmm. I said what I said uh, until I see that happen. And God answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think in today's world, we're like 
we think we have God's backup plan. Yeah. Like, I feel like we could sit yeah. down and as George and be like, all right, so we have no food, so I'm going to pray and thank God for the food he's going to give us. But just in case, you yeah. know, call Domino's the drug right. doesn't, yeah, I'm going to have a backup plan. <laughs> right. you know I, mean? like, I think we always yeah. think that we have a That's not faith plan. at all, though. Like, right, yeah. right. The, the minute you think of a plan B, mm-hmm. you're, you're not based on, you're, you're no longer dealing with faith. Right. So the, oh, we're going a little off track, but it's okay. We always uh, do. CJ's not giving us the hand motions to land, <laughs> land the plane yet. The airplane. Uh, but if you read it in the book of Deuteronomy, um, I, I love Israel and the Old Testament. Uh, and, and so there, this is before they go into the promised land, right? Mm-hmm. And God is telling Israel before they go in, you're going to go in and you're going you're to have these cisterns that you didn't dig, these wells you didn't dig, and you're going to have the fruit that you didn't grow. And you're going to have, like, basically everything's going to be bountiful and plentiful. You're going to have everything provided for. And because you have so much supplied around you, you're going to have no need for me anymore. Mm-hmm. He warns them of that. Yeah. Like that fascinates me. He's like, this is the promise. This is what, the whole Bible's leading up to yeah. you. And you get here, he's like, yeah, and then you're not going to want me anymore. <laughs> yeah. And yet I look around in America hmm. and like, I'm grateful to live in this country. Yep. I am the biggest fan of America. Mm-hmm. So, so blessed. However, there's a price yep. for our providence around us. Mm-hmm. Like there's a price for being so plush with everything we have. Mm-hmm. We can, if we do run out of, if we have empty cabinets and fridges, there are a thousand food banks around us. There are a thousand mm-hmm. uh, giveaways. We have thousands of family members and friends. We have thousands of programs and and, and I'm not bashing any of that. That's not mm-hmm. my point. But what I'm saying is we do have a backup plan so that God never has to step in. There never has to be actual risk. Mm-hmm. There's always hypothetical risk. And that's why we never see things like this happen. Yep. Um, and so how many of us are willing to pay the price of prayer? How many of us are willing to stake it all on the line to see heaven moved and his will brought to earth as it is in heaven? So. Interesting that you just brought that up because my mind instantly went to like my whole spiritual warfare thing. Mm-hmm. So... If America is so blessed, like you said, which we are, and I'm thankful for also, that we are relying on man Mm -hmm. to provide for us. Okay? So could it be that Satan doesn't want us to rely on God, Mm -hmm. so therefore Satan continually provides us with things that allow us to rely on ourselves, if that makes sense. Well, it's like the whole thing, and this is like on the secular end, but it can be applied to like spiritual end. It's the whole thing of, um, was it good times make weak men? Weak men make bad times, bad times make strong men. And so that's like in war and all that stuff. But like that's spiritually as well. If when we're comfortable, we get weak. Well, and and the, the times you see in the Bible of revival come from the times the, the hardest times. Mm-hmm. So it's the captivity moments. Yep. It's the moments where Israel's gone, the temple's burned, everything's down to the ground and, sh- and rubble and, and, and it's gone. Mm-hmm. That's when revival starts. Yep. And so, yeah, God has to get us down to where we're nothing and where we have nothing before mm-hmm. he can ever revive us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, I don't know. A lot, yeah. a lot to think about. Heavy it end is, for the yeah, month. But, a, yeah. but uh, legendary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fine. It's good. So today's featured content uh, is Take My Life and Let It Be by Reawaken Hymns. I actually really love that song. Chris Tomlin, of course, has a remake. Mm. However, no Tomlin today. Uh, today's considerable quote is by John Praying Hyde, and he says this, if we are willing to put ourselves into God's hands, then God is willing to use us. But there are two conditions, obedience and purity. Mm-hmm. So next month, uh, we're going to go ahead and Spoiler. proclaim it, spill the beads, let the cat out of the bag. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Meow. Uh, 
about next month. So next month is November, obviously. So typically we're thinking about Turkey. Last year we did Humble Pie, which mm. that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I liked that series. Uh, I, I think we could talk about that every every year. Uh, mm. But instead, uh, we're going to be talking about the theme gratitude. I don't really know how you say it without. Grat- so it's. It's grr attitude. Is that how we're saying? Grr attitude. Actually, hmm. that's good. Grr attitude. That's good. I like that. It's growing on me. Frosted flakes. I mean, maybe more than good. Is that what it is? Does it great? Is that they're grr? Yeah. They're, more than good. yeah. they're great. Yeah. If he's not in the thumbnail, I'm gonna be upset. We don't do thumbnails anymore. Oh, oh man, you're already upset. I'm so old. <laughs> like when you first read gratitude, you're like. You know, thankful, you know, gratitude. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the way you, like, grrr, attitude is like, oh, that's not what he is. It's, no, <laughs> it's, it's, it's about frosted flakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's where Jamie's mind goes. Yes. So, last week's trivia challenge was. Uh, <laughs> okay. You gotta make it through. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just I've so been close. holding that in for the last 10 minutes. Uh, how many gallons of water are there on Earth? The answer is A, 370 quintillion mm. gallons of water. Today's trivia question is brought to you by Cornelius Jefferson Hines, and he mm. says this. Yeah. The world's the world record tallest cow height. Mm. It's not a question. It's a statement. <laughs> <laughs> and these are the answers. Five foot eleven. Seven foot five. The trivia <laughs> statement. Six five and six two. <laughs> okay. Um, that's all I have to say about that. Today's- People are really going to think that's his name. I'm trying. I'm trying to convince his mother that this is the. <laughs> you better believe when he has a tombstone, I'm going to chisel that on there. Yeah, I don't like, care oh. whether... That was morbid. Uh, so today's, today's birthday roundup. Is that what we call it? Birthday bash? Birthday? What do we call this thing? Roundup? It's male roundup. Birthday no. announcements. That's yeah. rather bland. Yeah. Barb Rose, Tucker Webb, Austin Garatowski, Landon Boyd, Madison Nautiker, Kari Hines, Isabella Ash, Brenda Rose, Jay Folks, Destiny Schrock, Brianna Woods, Jody Antler, and Arian Tucker. Arian. Arian Tucker. I almost was like, Barb and Brenda have the same birthday. Then I realized, <laughs> well, they're not together in the list. And so I was like, wait a minute. Oh, All right. Uh, we have no mail. Oh. We were so excited Sad. last week. And I know. So yeah. no so noises. Keep them to yourselves. Swallow those back down. What's this? Is it like a giant cloth? <laughs> I don't know. That's just doggy paddling backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was drowning there for a minute. <laughs> I feel that way. My box is empty. Yeah, that's how I... It's a dog in tears. <laughs> all right, well, uh, join us next week for gratitude. That's going to hurt me. Yeah, it is. Uh, thanks so much for this. Uh, until next week, see you. Bye, Bye. guys. Get your hypothetical animated crabs correct. <laughs>